All right, Shabbos, say good morning. Let us begin another beautiful daf of Masech Hashim in front of us. We'll begin by thanking our sponsors. Sorry. To thank our Talmud Torah sponsors, Yonah and Shoshi Ehrenfeld, for dedicating all of the Shi'urim and Drashos this month in memory of Yonah's grandfather, Yosef Ben Shmuel Aaron Zichron Livracha, to thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Jack Bennett, in memory of Sergeant Nikolai Rappaport of the Givati Brigade, who was killed in Lebanon in a Hezbollah ambush on February 7th, 1998. Our Day of Learning sponsors, Seth and Rachel Rodenberg, in commemoration of the yard site of Seth's sister, Naomi, Naomi Tova Bas Ze'ev, and in honor of Seth, Seth's completion of the Dafyomi cycle. I think I saw Seth walk in here before. Hi, Seth Mazeltov. Mazeltov and your sisters, Neshama Shadav and Aliyah. Incredibly beautiful. And our Dafyomi sponsors for today, Bobby and Lisi Lilienfeld, in honor of the yard site of Bobby's mother, Madeline Lilienfeld, Migdal Bas Velvel, Zichron Livrach. We hope then the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshama Shadav and Aliyah, all of the families, in Nechama and Halabai. We should all be zochet to continue on our path of spiritual accomplishment in Mirat Hashem for many years to come. Well, so we also take the opportunity to, of course, recognize that today is also the day in which Yom HaZikaron is, is observed, in which, in which not just Eretz Yisrael, but Am Yisrael honors those who have fallen defending the state of Israel, those who have fallen to as victims of terror. And it's so important that we always recognize that, that we exist and we reap the benefits of so much because of the incredible and overwhelming sacrifice. So if you follow the news in Eretz Yisrael and you see the, you see the um, commemorations and you hear the heartbreaking speeches and you realize that literally, you know, we think about these days of Yom HaZikra and Yom HaZikra for us to like a little bit more esoteric and detached. But when you live in such a small country, you realize that there is not a family that is not touched by these remembrances. There's not a family who has not lost someone or doesn't know someone who has lost someone. And we reap the benefits. You know, for us, we're just waiting for the airport to reopen. So, Hashem, we could go and we could enjoy and we could just taste the beauty of Eretz Yisrael. But it's so important to realize that that gift, that gift comes as the result of so much overwhelming and heartbreaking Mesiras Nefesh. So take a few moments to daven for those Neshamas who have left this world, Al-Kiddush Hashem, daven that their families should Emir Hashem be able somehow to experience some type of nechama and halavai we should all be zochemir tzashem to go home the car of biyaminu. All right, the boss. With that, let us begin. So today's daf is daf gimel. We are picking up on daf bays amud bays. Okay, I lost my bookmark, but that's all right. That's all right. It's good. Satan works in many ways. Good. I'm not going to get distracted. I am going to get distracted, but okay, good. So let's say let's. Uh, I'm fine. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I don't want it. I don't want. It. I can't use it. It's not my own. No, okay. Thank you. Fine. Fine. I'll use it. All right. So let's say. So today's daf is daf kimo. Thank you. Thank you. So we will say we are picking up Emir San Shem on Beis on the base, and we are picking up. Um, I, I believe we left off. I believe we left off Ve'ima Shmini. Uh, which is two, four, six lines up from the bottom. So we'll say, so remember again, just reorient ourselves a little bit. The Mishnah introduced us to the concept that the Kohen Gadol is sequestered for seven days prior to the Avoda of Yom Kippur. The Gemara then went on to explain that, by the way, it's not just 
on Yom Kippur, but in fact, we find a very similar process by Para Aduma. Kohen is sequestered for seven days prior to the Avoda of Paraduma as well. Where do we learn that out from? So the Gemara explained that it comes from the Pasuk by Miluim. Remember again, the paradigmatic example of Hafrasha, the paradigmatic example of sequestering is or is by the, by the Miluim, ultimately again by the eight days or the seven days of preparation for the inauguration on day number eight. By the Miluim, the Pasuk says, Kasha Asa Bayom Hazet Siva Hashem Lasos Lechaper Alechem. So if you remember again, we had two different ideas in the Gemara yesterday. One of them was Lasos refers to Para Aduma, Lechaper refers to Yom Kippur. Other possibilities that we learn now from Xer Shava of Tsiva Tsiva. Okay, two different opinions. The Gemara now, then, I'm just sorry to give you a little bit of a background. The Gemara then goes, that's why we never finish the daf, but the Gemara goes ahead and explains that perhaps, perhaps, the Pasuk is coming to ex- include something else. How do you know? Now, also remember, the fact that the Pasuk includes Yom Kippur, I understand that comes from Lechaper, right? I understand. Kapora makes sense. But how do you know that Lasos refers to Para Aduma? Maybe Lasos refers to a whole variety of other different things. So we're going through that process now. So the last piece we ended up yesterday is that maybe the, maybe the Pasuk is coming to teach me that there's an obligation of sequestering prior to the coin doing the Avoda on Yom Tov, one of the Regalim, to which the Gemara now says, maybe, maybe ultimately, again, it's referring to Shemini Atzeres. And maybe the Halach is that before the coin does the Avoda on Shemini Atzeres, there's an obligation of sequestering for seven days. After all, the precious Shivalyom Echadu, that follows the paradigm of the Miluim, of the inauguration, because we'll say, what was the Miluim? Seven days of sequestering for one day of work. So too again, Shmini Atzeres is seven days of sequestering for one day of Yom Tiv, to which the Gemara says, Donin Davar She'in Kiddush Shalafanov, Midavar She'in Kiddush Shalafanov, Vein Donin Davar She'ish Kiddush Shalafanov, Midavar She'in Kiddush Shalafanov, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 because we want to learn out something that doesn't have a period of holiness before it, from something which doesn't have a period of holiness before it. And as we both say, the Miluim, the first seven days are not Kodesh, the eighth day was. So, so too we assume the paradigm extends to that same type of model. That would exclude Shemini Atzeres. Why does it exclude Shemini Atzeres? Because we'll say, what does Shemini Atzeres come on the heels of? Of seven days of Yantam, Silkis. So there's seven days of Kiddusha before that. So that doesn't really fit the paradigm. So we'll say, the good, the good part about this is, what's informing and shaping this entire discussion is the paradigm of Miluim. Miluim, the inauguration of the Mishkan, is the paradigm for Hafrasha, is the paradigm ultimately for sequestering. So just like that took place, seven days of quote-unquote Chol, followed by an eighth day of dynamic spiritual activity, therefore that excludes Shemini Yetzirah. So one second. V'lav Kavachomeru, I can flip it on a second. V'lav Kavachomer, it's Kavachomer. Hashda, davashen kidush lefanav, bayi prisha, davashesh kidush lefanav, lo kol shekein. I can make a Kavachomer. If a period of, we'll call it non-consecrated time, requires Kiddusha, then certainly, I'm sorry, requires Hafrasha, requires sequestering, then certainly a day which comes on the heels of seven days of Kiddusha should certainly require sequestering. So Shemini Yisrael should certainly require it, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 I'm going low. It's always a great answer. Shemini Yisrael says, no, no, incorrect. Why? Because they both say, Hazek Siv. Because we'll say the Pasuk by Miluim that we keep on referencing says, Kasha Asa Bayom Hazeh, Siva Hashem Lasos as was done on this day. So the Mar says, Hazeh teaches me Kazeh. 
that any time there is an obligation of sequestering, it always follows the paradigm of miluim. If you take a look at Rashi, last Rashi in Adaf, Kazeh, Lo Hizrich Pisha, Ella Ledugmaso. Ultimately, again, I will say, it only goes ahead and it only goes, so, so it's not just the pshat that's learning out the concept of hafrash, of sequestering from miluim, but miluim becomes the paradigmatic example. And only if something looks like miluim, is there an obligation of hafrasha? So once again, Shmini Atzeres doesn't look like Miluim. Why doesn't Shmini Atzeres look like Miluim? Why not? Why not? Because again, Shmini Atzeres comes on the heels of seven prior days of Kiddusha. That's not like Miluim. Miluim occurred, yes, after seven days of preparation, but they were quote-unquote chol. They were non-consecrated days. To which the Yonah Ashi Amar, Prisha, Tafel Didei Prisha. there's another problem. Does it even make sense to say that the primary Yom Tov of Sukkis won't require Prisha, won't require sequestering, but Shmini Atzeres? Well, Rav Ashi posits that Shmini Atzeres is the secondary regal. Right? It's a secondary regal. It's not the primary regal. So does it make sense to say that the secondary regal of Shmini Atzeres will require Prisha, but the primary regal, i.e. Sukkis, won't? It doesn't make sense. And even if you hold, according to the opinion, this is great, that Shmini Atzeres is a regal b'fnei atzmo. It's a yomtiv onto itself. It's its own. It's not a subsidiary of Sukkis, but rather, again, it's actually a separate independent yomtiv. Listen to this. Halimili, this is great. Everyone knows Shmini Atzeres is only a regal b'fnei atzmo in six ways. In six ways. Namely, Pizar Kishav. We'll say this is great. What's Pizar Kishav? Take a quick look at Rashi. Let's just take a look at this. The pay is pious. So they would, sh- they would go ahead and draw a separate lot, draw a separate lot for who was going to do the avoda on Shmini Atzeres. Zayin is Zman, that we recite Shechem on Shmini Atzeres. Reish is Regal Bifne Atzmo. It's not called Sukkis. It's called Shmini Atzeres. Ultimately, again, Kuf is carbon, it has its own unique carbon. Shin is shear, it has its own unique shear, different Ashirov, Shear of the Levium, different than different than Sukis, and Bays is Bracha. So if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi is Bracha Liatzmo, Bracha Shai Mevarkin Litfilas Chaya Hamelech. Interestingly enough, on Shmini Atzeres, they would recite a special Bracha for the king. So the Gemara says, when we say that Shmini Atzeres is its own unique Yamtiv, it's its own unique yontif in these ways, in Pizar Kishav. Avaleiyan tashlumin, tashlumin derishon. But I will say, but halacha lamaisa, if you did not go ahead and let's say offer up your proper sacrificial offerings on Sukkis, you could actually do it through when? Through when? Through Shmini Atzeres. Which tells you that what? That as much as Shmini Atzeres is a regal bifne atzmo, it is. It is its own unique yontif. But in certain ways, it is still subsidiary and tethered to the Yom Tov of Sukkot. So I will say, but I'll give you another example of this. Actually, let's just read this. Because we learn, If you did not offer up your carbon Chagiga, right? If you did not offer up your Shalmi Chagiga on, on Sukkot, you can go ahead and make it up through Shmini Atzeres, which tells us, that as much as Shmini Atzeres is a regal bifne atzmo in terms of pizar kishav in these six ways, it really is still attached and tethered and to a certain degree secondary to the sukkis. Also, I'll tell you also how this comes up just in a very contemporary way. So Shlomo Zaman, 
discusses this idea. What happens if on Shmini Atzeres, instead of saying Shmini Atzeres in, you know, Shmini Chag Atzeres, in Shmona Esrei, I say Sukkis. I say Sukkis. Do I have to repeat Shmona Esrei? So what's the mask is, if on Shmini Atzeres, instead of saying Shmini Atzeres, you say Chaga Pes, Chaga Matzos Hazeh. Do you have to repeat Shmona Esrei? Absolutely. Right? What if you say Chaga Sukkos Hazeh? Instead of Shmini Atzeres, do you have to repeat? So Shlomo Zaman says, No. Now, both say, the fact that you don't have to repeat tells me what? Tells me what? That as much as Shmini Atzeres is a regal b'fneatzmo, the Inyan, Pizar Kishav, it's still, at its core, at its essence on some level, it's still part of Sokis. Okay, good. So, the Gemara therefore says, it can't be that Shmini Atzeres would have a concept of Hafrasha. So, the Gemara goes right Ve'ima Atzeres. So, maybe, okay, so we'll say, remember again, we're back to the drawing board. We're just trying to figure out in the Pasuk of Miluim, the Pasuk of Miluim is telling us that just like Miluim, just like the inauguration, had seven days of sequestering for one day of service, so too there are other examples of this. So, Lachaper, again, refers to Yom Kippur. Lasos, the Gemara posited, referred to Para Aduma, but the Gemara is saying, I don't know, Lasos is a very nondescript term. So, maybe it refers to this. So, it's just trying to go through the list of other possibilities in which the Din of Hafrasha could apply. So, for example, what about Atzeras? What about Shvuas? I will say Shvuas actually works. Why? The Prishas Shivas Yamim Liyom Echadu. Shvuas is one day. So maybe there's a din of seven days of sequestering prior to the one day of Shavuos. Am Rabbi Abba, this is very interesting. Donin par echad va'ayil echad, mi par echad va'ayil echad, v'vdi lafuki atzeres, I will say the problem is after we just got finished saying that the word kazeh or hazeh tells you that in order to be subject to a sequestering obligation, you must resemble the miluim. Well, in the Miluim, the sacrificial order of the Miluim, Rabbi say, was one par and one ayo, right? One bull and one ram. Shavuos doesn't have those korbanos. Shavuos actually has two rams. So now, interestingly, Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur does have one, one bull and one ram, but Shavuos does not. So that's a pretty good reason to indicate to us that Shavuos, therefore, does not have that fresh requirement. So that makes sense according to the opinion who says that on Yom Kippur you only offer up one ram. But according to the opinion who says that Yom Kippur has two rams. So then Yom Kippur is not comparable to Miluim as well. The Sanyo Rebbe Omer Rebbe says, Ayol Echad, Hua Omer Khan, Interestingly enough, the, the sacrificial order of Yom Kippur is mentioned in two places. So the, so the Gemara says, the Rebbe holds that it's the same ayol. It's the, even though it mentions the ayol in two different places, it's the same ram. Rebbe Eliezer, Rebbe Shimon Omer, Shnei Elim Heim. It's actually two rams. Echad Amar Khan, one said over here, and ultimately again, Echad Amar B'chomer Shapikudim, and one mentioned in Bamidbar. Shabosei, so if that's the case, that it's two rams, then one second. Now, now, forget about Shavuos. Who's to say that Yom Kippur could even be learned out from the Miluim, that it has a sequestering obligation, if the sacrificial service of Yom Kippur does not resemble the Miluim? To which the Gemara says, no. Even according to Rabbi Shimon, who holds that Yom Kippur has two rams, it's still comparable to the Miluim. Why? By Yom Kippur, even if you hold that there are two rams, one was for the sacrifice of the day, and one was for the Karba Musaf. 
La fuki atzeres, this comes to exclude atzeres, ditarvaihu chovas hayom ninhu. Where both, where both rams ultimately again were the obligatory offering of the day, which makes it separate and distinct from the miluim, and therefore cannot be learned out from the miluim for a sequestering obligation. Good. Ve'emo Rosh Hashanah. So we'll say, maybe Rosh Hashanah. So again, I will say, we're just trying to figure out. You're telling me again that Milum is the paradigm, is the paradigm for sequestering prior to Avoda. Lasos Lechaper. Lechaper teaches me Yom Kippur. Lasos is open to teach me something else. Maybe he's coming to teach me Rosh Hashanah. That before the coin does the Avoda on Rosh Hashanah, you need seven days of sequestering. And now, and the paradigm actually works here as well. Ve'emo Rosh Hashanah. Deprisha Shiva Yom Echadu. Rosh Hashanah is one day. Remember, the fact that we practically celebrate Rosh Hashanah for two days, that's a, that's, that's a calendrical issue, right? Even in Eretz Yisrael. But Lamaisa, Rosh Hashanah as a Yom Tov is one day. Is one day. So why maybe Lazo comes to DJ Rosh Hashanah and tells you that before the Avod of Rosh Hashanah, you need seven days of sequestering for one day of service. Um, Rabbi Avo, listen to this. Donin par ve'ayil shalom, mi par ve'ayil shalom. I will say, we, we learn out in the Miluim, not only did the coin, not only did the coin, in this case, the coin Godel, not only did the coin Godel go ahead and offer up a par and an ayol, but the par and the ayol were his. In other words, the sacrifices actually came from Aaron's own pocket. He paid for the par and the ayol. So the Gemara says, in order to be true to the paradigm of Miluim, you need a couple of criteria. Number one, criterion, right? Number one, number one is that it has to be seven days of prep, quote unquote, seven days of sequestering for one day of service. Okay, so, so Rosh Hashanah meets that criteria as well. But number two is it has to have a par and an ayol. Good, so far, so good. Rosh Hashanah meets that as well. Number three, now the Gemara introduces, by Miluim, Aaron paid out of his own pocket for the par and the ayol. So too, again, the only other yomtiv which could be included, or other there would be, would be a day. Not only will you bring a par and an ayol, but you bring a par and an ayol from your own pocket. Both say, take a look at Rashi. Last Rashi, done in par shalom. Rashi says, the Miluim mishalohu. From the Miluim, it's very interesting. Aaron paid for the par and the ayol out of his own pocket. The Gibrashi says, kach lecho egel. The Pasik says, kach lecho. And interesting, I was going to get into this discussion. The Gibran says that lecho means you have to pay for it. You have to pay for it. If you look at Miluim and you look at Yom Kippur, interestingly enough, the sacrifices not only come from the Kohen Gadol, but they come out of his own pocket. Therefore, again, perhaps the only time you have a din of sequestering is, again, seven days for one day. That's one. Number two, par and ayol. And number three, Mishalo comes out of his pocket. But by Rosh Hashanah, and by extension, Rashi throws in here Shavuos, they're Karbanos Sibur. The ultimately, again, the Karbanos come not from the coin's pocket, but ultimately, again, from, from the Tzibor, to which the Gemara says, So this works according to the opinion that says, Say thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be good for the rest of the day now. So the rest says, So we'll say that works well according to the opinion who says that whenever the Torah says, take for you, take for you means really take from your own funds. And whenever the Torah says, make for you, 
that also means mishalcha. So we'll say this is very interesting because we find this type of verbiage in the Torah. For example, Rashi quotes, Rashi quotes by the Chatzotzros, right? When HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu to fashion the trumpets. So the Torah says, Asei lecha. So kach lecha. So there's an opinion that holds that whenever you find that Lashon, what that saying is, not only should you do it, but you need to pay for it. You need to pay for it. I will say, but there's another opinion. And the other opinion holds it. means you have to do it, you have to choreograph it, but the money comes from the tzibor. So ultimately, and I will say, if that's the case, then even by the miluim, even by the miluim, by the inaugurish, by the paradigmatic example, it's true. Aaron's going to bring a par, and Aaron's going to bring an ayol, but it's not from his own money, it's from the tzibor. To which the Gemara says, Desanyo, kach mishalcha, when the Torah says, take for you, and when the Torah says, that means Mishalcha, that means from your own money. Aseilcha, make for yourself Mishalcha, that means from your own money. Veyekhu Eilecha, when the Torah uses a lashon of, they shall bring to you or they shall take for you, ultimately again, Mishal Tzibar. That refers from communal money. Dear Rabbi Yoshe. So we'll say, Rabbi Yoshe is of the opinion that we distinguish between these Lashonos. Kach lecha, lecha, means you pay for it yourself. Right? V'yikhu elecha, they will bring to you. Ultimately, again, means, means v'yikhu elecha, means the, the, from, from zero money, which I will say is something so fascinating. Think about this for just a moment, right? So the, the Rav Yoshi is saying that, the thing about this, that Aaron HaKohen, on the day of the inauguration of the Mishkan, has to pay for his own Carbonus. Isn't this incredible? By the way, what's also the Chiddush to your city? So, okay, it was a money issue. Was it a money issue? No. Remember again, Moshe Avinu has to put out the call to Klal Yisrael to say what? To say what? Stop ringing. Stop ringing. Stop ringing. So, we'll say, so what's the shot? Right? Moshe Avinu has to pay for the trumpets? He has to pay for the trumpets, right? What are you talking about? The Moshe Rabbeinu is kulo klal Yisrael. He doesn't have a, he doesn't have a corporate card, right? He doesn't. He doesn't. He, the tzibur doesn't pay for this. So, so I think, according to Rosh, is teaching an incredible yisod that in general the way people work is that how do you know when you're really vested in something? How do you know when you're really vested in something? When you pay for it. When you are financially vested. What's the thing about this in life? The things that we are most vested in in life are not dafka the things that we spend a lot of time on, they're the things we spend a lot of money on. Because at the end of the day, where you put your money really highlights where your priorities are and what's important to you. And I think what HaKadosh Baruch Hu was, according to Yoshia, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was telling Moshe Avenu and telling Aaron HaKohen, you need to put your money in the Mishkan. You need to put your money in the Klal because you're going to set an example for Klal Yisrael that when something is important enough for you, it becomes a financial priority. So it's an incredible use. It's not a money issue. It's amazing. There was plenty of money. Now, it's not too often that Jewish organizations can make statements like that. There was plenty of money. In the Mishkan, in the desert, Baruch Hashem, there was plenty of money, right? Remember, no expenses. They had the man, they had the be'er, their clothing was, their clothing was, um, what's the word? Uh, Dry, dry cleaned and right and, and grew with them. There were mamish, no expenses. They had all of the riches of Egypt. But Rabbi Yoshia says, Torah is teaching us an incredible idea. A lot of times we talk about things that are important to us. But if you mamish want to see what's important to a person, 
Look where they put their money. And Moshe Rabbeinu, you got to make the Chatzot Ros yourself. Aaron Akoin, you got to buy the Karbanos yourself because you're going to show the people that the Mishkan is a financial priority. And if the Mishkan is a financial priority, that means that it occupies a central place in your life. Klav Yisrael is, is a central priority. How do I know? Because I'm investing my money in Klav Yisrael. Incredible Yisrael. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Ben kach lecha, ben v'yikho elecha, mishal tzibar. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. And Rabbi Yochanan holds that halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, not true, right? There's no distinction. Rabbi Yochanan says the Torah sometimes just uses different wording, but whether it's kach lecha, yikhoi lecha, it comes from the tzibur. There's no such thing as Aaron paying for his own karbanos, or no such thing as, well. again, we'll say obviously if Aaron's going to bring his own karbanos, that's of course something else, but anything that is part of the, we'll call it, called choreographed sacrificial order, of the Mishkan is going to come from communal funds. Umat hamalomar kach lecha sa'ay rabbi Yochanan. See, according to Yoshia, I understand why the Torah uses different phrases for different things. Right? Sometimes it'll say kach lecha, asay lecha, and v'yikhoi lecha. Because sometimes the leader has to pay for it himself. And sometimes it comes from communal funds. I understand. Rabbi Yochanan says there's no such distinction. Everything comes from communal funds. So why does the Torah use the possessive? So then why say the yikhoi lecha if you don't mean it? Why, why say asay lecha if it's not true? What was the pshat? This is incredible. Kiviyacho. So it says, if HaKadosh Baruch was saying, sometimes to Moshe, sometimes to Aaron, Mishalcha ani rotzi yosem mishalohem. So I will say, this is very interesting. Sometimes when the Ribono Shal Olam gets upset with Klal Yisrael, he says to Moshe Rabbeinu, you know what? I only want your offering. I don't want anything from them. So it's more an expression, according to Rabbi Yochanan, of divine displeasure. So when you say the yikho elecha, those were moments when Akadosh Baruch was happy with the klal. But when you see aselecha, or or aselecha, or what was the other one? Kach lecha. That was Akadosh Baruch Hu expressing his displeasure with the klal. I don't want their money. I don't want their money. I'm unhappy with them. I don't want to I, I, I love you. I love you. So you do. You serve. You work. I'll take from you. I don't want to take from them. Take a look. Take a look for a moment at the top Rashi. Ani Shamati. So Rashi says, Im haya tzibor yachol is kapar b'shal yachid. Hayisi rotze. Vani omer lefisha davar kashu. Lomer shakadosh baruch hu katz b'yisrael. Omer kiviyachol koloma al karchinu yomar kain. Kilu efshar lomar kain. V'chein v'chol kiviyachol shabasha. So again, so Rashi explains over here, is kiviyachol, if hakadosh baruch hu sing in a state of displeasure or, or, or divine anger, I'm disappointed in them. So we'll say, you know, sometimes when you have a falling out with someone and they give you something, you're like, no, thank you. It's, it's okay. It's, it's okay. I, 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 I appreciate it, but like, I'd rather, I'd rather not have that from you. So, so Abdul, sometimes when Akash Baruch gets upset with Klal Yisrael, he says, Moshe, I'll take it from you. Aaron, I'll take it from you, but I don't want it from the Klal. Sometimes you actually have these two Lashonos in one context. For example, by the Aaron, right? By the creation of the Ark. So the Torah says, first Pasuk says, God talking to Moshe, make for yourself an Ark. And then it says, They will make an ark. So, so which one is it? Is Moshe, is it, is it Moshe or is it Klal Yisrael? 
Okay, it's that here we go. Bizman she saw Osin Ritzono Shamakam can Bizman Shein Osin Ritzono Shamakam. So we'll say we see this, this we see this discussion. In other words, the Akash Baruch Hu is saying at times when you're when, at times when you're at times when you are doing my will, so I'm so happy to receive everything from you. That's as that's asu aronas eshitim. But at times when you are not following my will, a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, it's okay, keep your money. I'll take the iron from Moshe. Which I will say is something really, really incredible. What a Kaddish Baruch Hu is saying to us is at the end of the day, the things we give, the things we give are meaningful, ultimately, again, where they're accompanied by a true allegiance and fidelity to the Riban Shalom. But if at the end of the day I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving of my money, but I'm not giving of my heart, I'm not giving of my soul to the Riban Shalom, to a certain degree, Baruch Hu says, it's okay, I, I, don't, I don't need it. I don't need it. An incredible Yisod. So the Gemara says, Adkan lo pligi ela bikichos da'almo, vasios da'almo. So the Gemara says, really, Rabbi Yoshi and Rabbi Yochanan are not arguing when you see a stam kicha or a stam or a stam asiya. We'll see what that means in just a moment. The Gemara says, for example, for example, kichos da alma. So we'll say when it says kichos da alma, kach lecha samim, asios da alma, ase lecha shtechatzos ros kesef, aval hanach. So we'll say, this is very interesting. So the Machlokas, the Machlokas Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Oshia is in certain situations where you have Kach Lecha, Asi Lecha, but the Gemara now posits there are certain circumstances where everyone will agree that the particular offering in question had to come from private funds. What are examples of that? Examples of both are Yom Kippur and the Miluim. Yom Kippur and the Miluim, that both by Yom Kippur and the Miluim Everyone agrees that it had to come from private funds. That the Karbanos of Aaron, the Kohen Gadol Yom Kippur, came from his own money. That the Karbanos of the Miluim ultimately again came from, again, Aaron, the Kohen Gadol's own money. So the Gemara says, listen to this, because Hanach, Yom Kippur, Miluim, Parushe Kamefarish, Timishachahu. As you both say, by Miluim and Yom Kippur, the Pasik is explicit that it comes from the Kohen's own money. So the Gemara says, where do we see this? The, the Gemara says, Because by Miluim, what does it say? Speak to the Jewish people, tell them to take, to take a seir izim as a chatos. And then it says, then the Pasik says, and tell Aaron, take for yourself an eagle ben bakar, a calf, as a chatos. So the Gemara says, Lamali, What's interesting about this is as follows. That halacha lemaisa, the Gemara suggests, the fact that you see a contrast over here. You see HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving one instruction to Klal Yisrael and another instruction ultimately again to Aaron HaKohen. And when that is phrased to Aaron HaKohen, the Pasuk that's used, the, fir- the phrase that's used is Kach Lecha, everyone agrees that by the Miluim, there was the communal offering and there was the personal offering. And Aaron's personal offering had to come from his own money. And the Gemara is positing now that everyone agrees with this concept. I will say, by the way, it also works very beautifully. Remember, what does Rashi comment on this Pasuk of Kach Lecha Egel Ben Bakar, the Chatos, right? So remember, not, not Rashi, but Rashi, Rashi and Chumish. Rashi and Chumish says, why Egel Ben Bakar? Lechaper, Lechaper, Right? That interestingly enough, this personal offering of Aaron was there as an atonement ultimately for Aaron's participation and to a certain degree enabling 
of the sin of the golden calf. So if you go with this idea, then halacha lamaisa, it's Aaron's carbon, and it comes from Aaron's money. So the Gemara is suggesting everyone agrees with that. So the Gemara says, for example, what about Yom Kippur? Everyone also agrees <laughs> that their carbon comes from the coin's personal funds, because that's what about Yom Kippur, what happens? So both the Pasik says, with this, Aaron will come to the Kodesh, will come to the, right, will come to the Kodesh, with a par, with a cow, for a chatos. And then it says, Sorry, but then the Pasik says, and from B'nai Yisrael, you'll take two goats, two goats for chatos, and then the Pasik says, He will offer the parachatos, which is his. So the Gemara says, why do I need that phrase? You already told me about the parachatos of the coin. Why do you have to add in there that Aaron will offer up the chatos that is his? Why do you need that? Shmamino, Hilo Mishalohu. Because once again, I will say that that additional possessive phrase, Asherlo, comes to teach me that what? That Halacha the par must come from Aaron's own funds. So Bosei, what comes out of here is something very interesting. So the Gemara introduces us, first of all, Bosei, it's really quite riveting, the Machlokis Rabbi Yoshia and Rabbi Yochanan. Sorry, Rabbi Yonah's son. So what's that Machlokis? Whenever you see the phrases, Kach Lecha, Asei Lecha, V'yikchu Eilecha, are those phrases specific or not? To which Rabbi Yoshia will say yes. Kach Lecha, Asei Lecha, means it's coming from your own money. Whoever is being commanded, it's coming from your own personal funds. Right? V'yichu e'lecha, communal funds. Rabbi son, not true. Not true. Whenever something happens in a communal setting, it's always coming from communal funds. Aye, what does Rabbi son then do with the Lashonos of kach lecha, lecha? He says that's to express a more deeper sentiment by the Yibon Shalom. Son Zechash becomes upset with us because Baruch says to the Manig, he says to the leader, to the Moshe, to Aaron, I'm so upset at Cloud Yisrael, I don't want anything from them. I don't want anything from them. Halavai, I should just have you serving me. I, I'm, I'm displeased with them. So I don't want their karbonas. I don't, I don't want their aron. It's more an expression, ultimately, again, of divine disfavor, divine displeasure than anything else. Interestingly enough, however, the follow-up to that machlokis is, everyone will agree in two cases, in two situations, that the karbonas come from the personal pocket of the person offering it. What are the two examples? Two examples, miluim, and Yom Kippur. Everyone agrees apparently that by the inauguration and by the service of Yom Kippur, by the inauguration, by the Miluim, the particular Karbanos, the unique Karbanos that were offered up came from Aaron's pocket, the Kohen Gadol's pocket, and by Yom Kippur, the unique Karbanos for the Kohen Gadol ultimately come from his pocket as well. Interestingly enough. So we'll say, now back to our discussion. Rabashi Amar, Donin par lechatas va'ayla mi par lechatas va'ayla So we'll say, so now again remember, we're, we're back to the passage. We're still trying to figure out what else can you include in the paradigm of hafrash, of sequestering? So we're still up to Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara says, I'll tell you why you can't go ahead and include Rosh Hashanah. Because Rabbi said, remember, in order to be included in the paradigm of Miluim, you have to resemble Miluim. Miluim had a par for Chatos and an ayel for Ola. Yom Kippur has the same thing. La fuke Rosh Hashanah va'aseres detarvayu olos nihu. This comes to exclude Rosh Hashanah and Shavuos, which I will say don't have a par for Chatos and an ayel for Ola, but rather have two Olos, 
Ravina, Ravina says, Donin Remember, we learn out from, from the paradigmatic example of Miluim. Miluim was done, right? The Avodah was done by the Kohen Gadol. So too for sequestering, we learn out other Avodos done by the Kohen Gadol. For example, Yom Kippur, La Fuke, Kulon Kushyosan, Delav Avodah Bekoin Gadol Minhu. Wow, Rabbi say that just destroyed everything in one fell swoop. Do you want to know why we can't include anything else? Why all the other examples don't work? Because Rabbi say on all the other examples, the Avodah is not unique to the Koin Gadol. Right? And Hashan doesn't have to be the Koin Gadol. Sukhi doesn't have to be the Koin Gadol. Shvoz doesn't have to be the Koin Gadol. The only two times that you needed the Koin Gadol were where? Were ultimately Miluim and Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur. So therefore, if Miluim is going to serve as a paradigmatic example for the concept of sequestering, then it must resemble Miluim. Just like Miluim, the Avodah can only be done by the Kohen Gadol, so to the only other circumstances in which we will have a din of sequestering is where the Avodah can only be done by the Kohen Gadol. The Yikadami, we'll say others have a different, different approach. Yikadami, I'm Ravina, done in Avodah Tchila, me Avodah Tchila. So this is very interesting. We go ahead and we learn out a first avoda from a first avoda. In other words, just like Miluim was a first avoda, the first time the avoda was done, so too the only other time you have a din of sequestering is also when something is a first. Now what does that mean? Take a look at Rashi for just a moment. So the Gemara says, um, actually not yet, I'm sorry. My trila, my so what does that mean a first? If you want to say it's first and that it can only be done by the Kohen Gadol, then ultimately, again, I will say, because remember, think about this just a moment. Miluim was the first time the Kohen Gadol went ahead and did the Avoda, right? Yom Kippur is the first time the Kohen Gadol could go into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. If that's what you mean, then Hainu Kamaisa. That's the same thing as you just said before, right? You just said before that the unique link between Miluim and Yom Kippur is that their Avoda is done by the Kohen Gadol. Ella, rather, what it means is avoda tchila b'makom me avoda tchila b'makom. Rather, I will say what you have to say is we learn out from miluim, just like miluim was the first time that the avoda was done in a particular place. What was the particular place? Was the particular place the mishkan? So too, again, the paradigm says that also any other avoda which is done in a particular place for the first time ultimately, again, also has a din of sequestering. What's pretty much the only other example of an avoda done in a particular place for the first time? Yom Kippur. Because what does that mean? What does it mean done in a place for our first time? They call it Shakadoshim. Right? There's no other time that the Kohen Gadol goes into the Holy of Holies and they call it Shakadoshim except, except for Yom Kippur. Incredible. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi Masni Tartis. Well, it's very interesting. So when Rabbi Dimi came along, he said, Rabbi Yochanan went ahead and taught one ruling, and Rabbi Yoshua maybe taught two rulings. What does this mean? Here we go. Rabbi Yochanan masni chada la sos lechaper elu ma'asiyam ekipurim. So we'll say, interestingly enough, Rabbi Yochanan, we'll say now we're coming full circle again, right? So we have the pasuk from Miluim. Everyone's agreeing that Miluim is the paradigmatic example of sequestering. Rabbi Yochanan says we only learn out one thing from Miluim. What's the one thing we learn from Miluim? One thing, Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur, just like Miluim had seven days of sequestering for one day of Avodah, so too Yom Kippur has seven days of sequestering for one day of Avodah. Rabbi Shoban Levi, Rabbi Shoban Levi says, Masni Tarti. He learns out two things. Lasos, Elu Maiseporo. Lechaper, Elu Masyomikipurim. Rabbi Shoban Levi says, no, we learn out two things. From the word Lasos, we learn out Para, Para Duma. That for seven days before doing the Avodah, the Para, you sequester. 
and ultimately again lechaper. That refers to Yom Kippur. So we'll say Machlokis now, how did Darsh in the Pasuk? Rabbi Yochanan doesn't learn out Paraduma. Rabbi Yochanan just learns out Yom Kippur. Whereas Rabbi Yoshobin Levi learns out both Paraduma and Yom Kippur. So we'll say, watch this. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan, Masni Chada. We'll say, first wide line, Gimelam with Beis. Rabbi Yochanan, Masni Chada. V'hanan, Tanan Shiva Siyam Kod Yom Kippur. And Bishas Yom Kod Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, one second. Rabbi Yochanan only learns out, it's very exciting. Rabbi Yochanan only learns out Yom Kippur. From the Pasuk of Miluim. Here's the problem. We'll say, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? I have a Mishnah. And what does the Mishnah say? Seven days before Para Aduma, the coin is sequestered. So where are you learning that concept out from? We'll say, again, when Rabbi Yochanan dashes the Pasuk of Miluim, La'asos Lechaper, he only sees in that Yom Kippur. He doesn't see any reference to Para Aduma. Fine. But the problem is, the Mishnah tells us that there is sequestering that is done prior to the Avoda of Para Aduma. So Rabbi Yochanan, where do you learn that out from? So we'll say, this is actually quite wild. To Rabbi Yochanan responds, Ma'la Ba'alma. Ma'la Ba'alma. Well, so what does Ma'la Ba'alma mean? It's just a Chumrah that they imposed by Para Aduma. There's actually no halachic obligation of hafrasha of sequestering prior to the performance of the Para it's just a chumrah. Take a look at Rashi. Ma'ala ba'alma mipnei akal she'kilu ba'latamei midas akoyin asarfa asuba ma'ala sarfa. So we'll say Rabbi Yochanan will say this. It's about yesterday's daf. We'll say remember again who who offered paraduma? Who offered paraduma? Kohen could do it, but what was the kohen's ritual purity? I was saying this yesterday. What was the kohen's ritual purity state? Tvul yom. Tvul yom. So remember again, we do that. Why? Why? Why a tvul yom? Excellent. So I'll say, so what you see in halach is something dramatic. On one hand, we're going to employ a ridiculous kula. We're going to be actively be metame a kohen. That's what we're doing. We're going to actively be, we're going to actively make a kohen tame in order to show the stukim that they're wrong. That kohen is then going to go to the mikvah. He's going to do the avod while he's a tvul yom. But what's the concern with this approach? The concern with this approach is that people are going to t- adopt a general laxity Towards paraduma. So, what we, how do we counteract that? How do we counteract that? By employing another, another, a number of other chumras. For example, for example, chumra number one is you only use what kind of utensils? Right, dung, stone, earth. Right, right. Clay avonim, clay gelolim, clay adama. Kilim are not makabel tomar. Another chumra is we sequester the coin for seven days. But Rabbi Yochanan will say it's not a biblical obligation. It's not learned that from Iluim, but rather again, it's just simply a maila. It's just simply a chumrah in order that people should not come to treat paraduma laxly. So the Margot right. goes right. Yet Rabbi said this is incredible. But yet Rabbi Yochanan himself is on record as quoting this pasuk by Miluim and as quoting the phrase Lasos to refer to Paraduma. So what's going on over here? Rabbi say what 
is going on over here? Right? At the end of Rabbi Yochanan just said, no, no, no. We only learn, the only thing we learn out from the Miluim is Yom Kippur. Last of the Kappa first Yom Kippur. And now Rabbi Yochanan is being quiet. And by the way, I, what about sequestering before Paraduma? It's just a Chumrah. It's just a Chumrah. Now Rabbi Yochanan is being, is being quoted as Darshaning. Lechaper refers to Yom Kippur. Lassos refers to Paraduma, which seems to indicate to us that the obligation for sequestering for, for part of Paraduma is a biblical obligation. So Rabbi Yochanan, which one is it? To which he says, No, no, no. Rabbi Yochanan is quoting two opinions. One is his own opinion. One is his Rabbi's opinion. Rabbi Yochanan's own opinion is the only obligation for sequestering was by the Miluim. And from the Miluim, we learn out Yom Kippur. There is no obligation to sequester by Paraduma. And the only reason we do it is a Chumrah for Paraduma so that people shouldn't be lax with Paraduma. Rabbi Yochanan's Rebbe held that, no, just like Yom Kippur is learned out from Miluim, so too Paraduma is learned out from Miluim as well. Because when Rabin came along, Rabbi Yochanan said the name of Rabbi Yishmael is Rabbi. Lasos elu ma'ase para. That refers to paraduma lechaper elu ma'ase yom kippurim. And lechaper ultimately again refers to yom kippur. Stephen Bosse turns out that Rabbi Yochanan is actually not contradicting himself. Rather, Rabbi Yochanan is espousing two opinions: his own opinion, right, his own opinion, and ultimately again the opinion of his rabbi. Now, Bosse, you're thinking to yourself, "Well, one second. How could a Talmud have a different opinion than his Rebbe? Because again, remember again, it's a Talmud's obligation to go ahead and learn from his Rebbe, but nothing stops the Talmud from espousing his own ideas as long as those own ideas ultimately again are rooted in something like the Belzerebbe. Sechitzah says something so truly beautiful on the Pasuk in the Shira, Zekeli va'anvehu. This is my God and I will exalt him. Eloke aviv menhu. The God of my father and I will lift him up. So the Rebbe says so beautifully that there are two relationships with the Ribbono Shalom. There's Eloke avi, the God of my father, and there's Zekeli, my God. Each of us have two different relationships with the Ribbono Shalom. There's an inherited relationship. Hopefully my parents instilled within me a proper ideology, a proper hashkafa. There's a certain Judaic identity that is instilled in me from the previous generation. That's Eloke Avi. That's the God of my father. But I also have an obligation of Zekeli to create my own relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well. It's not just, I don't just have inherited Yiddishkeit. I don't just have an inherited relationship. That's incredibly important. And that's the foundation but what really makes me, me, is my Zekeli. What's my relationship with Rebbein Shalom? What's my identity? Who am I as a Jew? What's the Neshama that I'm going to cultivate? So Rabbi Yochanan says, my Rebbe says this, my Rebbe says this, but, but, I cultivated a different opinion. Incredible. So the Gemara says, it's here, both of the Gemara is just quoting over here. This is more explicit. This is Rabbi Yochanan quoting in the name of Rabbi Shmuel is Rabbi. Amr Rishlagish Rabbi Yochanan, Me'echa Kayal Fisla, so Rish Lakish says, Rabbi Yochanan, tell me, where did you learn this out from? Right? Where did you learn this out from? So what's, you know, actually, we'll, we'll stand, well, let's do one more line. So Rish Lakish says, Rabbi Yochanan, tell me. So we'll remember again. So now what we have is Rabbi Yochanan himself saying that halacha lamaisa, the only thing we learn out from the Miluim is Yom Kippur. Right? Paraduma is not learned out from Miluim. Ultimately, Paraduma is a Chumrah. But yet, Rabbi Yochanan quotes his Rabbi, Rabbi Ishmael, has saying, no, both Paraduma as well as Yom Kippur learned that from Milar. We'll, see, you know, we'll stop here. Will the Mirat Hashem pick up with this Techi Asaravin, or Amr Le Yishlak Shabbi Yochanan, Mirat Hashem tomorrow, and finish out the Sugi tomorrow? Shkarech Abosai.